Our gospel story today starts around a charcoal fire with the risen Lord, the Son of God, making breakfast. I mean, what a story in contrasts. I kind of love this as the tacked-on ending to John's gospel. The Easter story is such a wild ride. So many indescribable and incredible things happening just packed into those verses. And ending with Jesus being raised from the dead and appearing in a locked and a secured room all of a sudden. Wham! But this appearance is quieter, sort of more everyday. Jesus shows up on the shore, starts a fire for the weary fishermen, and makes breakfast. At the start of a new day, Jesus gathers the disciples around him and feeds them yet again. We heard about this story in the beginning of this story a few weeks ago, but here we have the continuation. After the huge haul of fish, they sit down together to eat, except this time it's cooked by the risen Lord. As they finish breakfast, Jesus asks Peter three times, do you love me? And to understand a little bit about why Jesus does this, we have to remember back in the story before the crucifixion and death of Jesus, back to John 13, where Jesus predicts that Peter will deny knowing Jesus. Peter, of course, protests that he'd never do something like that, but just a few verses later, after Jesus' arrest, as Peter is huddled around another charcoal fire, Peter does exactly as Jesus had predicted he would. People ask Peter, you're also one of his disciples. Aren't you one of Jesus' disciples? Didn't I see you in the garden with him? Three times he's asked who he is. Three times he says, no, no, I wasn't a follower of Jesus. No, I didn't hang out with him in the garden as he was arrested. No, I don't know him. And then the rooster crowed, and Peter realized what he had done. I've said before in sermons that Peter is one of my favorite disciples. I see myself so much in him. He's so gung-ho and certain. He wants to follow Jesus with his whole heart. He asks Jesus not only to wash his feet, but his head and his body too. He wants to jump all the way into the work of discipleship. But then he screws it up again and again and again. He says the wrong thing or he misses the point completely. And here it's happened again. He's denied his own place in Jesus' community and he only realizes it when the rooster crows. Because in denying his place by Jesus' side, Peter is denying himself. He's denying who who he truly is and who he knows himself to be. And this is my story, too. This is the human story. We're always doing this, aren't we? Each of us has presented ourselves as someone we're not. Sometimes we do it in small ways, just by not revealing a little part of who we are. Sometimes we tell lies or falsify who we are. Sometimes we don't share our gifts or our joyful desires. It's understandable. We're broken people living in a broken world. And sometimes we need to protect ourselves, to build shells around that soft, gentle center to keep our hearts tender. We worry that people will judge us. We know they've treated us poorly in the past, so we may be slow to open up or show who we truly are. We might feel like imposters or that everyone else has it all together, so we have to fake it until we make it. This is who we are as humans. All of us have that tender core, and we all have some sort of barrier up around it. But everyone wants to be seen for who we truly are, seen and accepted, seen and loved, seen and made to feel that we belong, 
that we are a part of this community. I hope you have people in your life who know that, know that little you in that true inner part of you and love you. But I'm not sure that Peter had someone like that. I think that the, Peter, the person who knew Peter well, who knew his innermost beliefs and hopes and worries, I think that person died on the cross. And Peter saw him alive again, but he wasn't the same. And I think Peter was horribly worried and confused. So he went back to what he knew, fishing, what he'd grown up doing. He left and he went home to fish while he was trying to figure out what he was going to do next. And the beautiful thing is, is that Jesus met him there. In Peter's desperation to leave, to do something that he knew well, Jesus was suddenly there on the beach announcing a phenomenal catch of fish, cooking breakfast over a fire after a long night of work. Jesus met Peter in his fear, he met Peter at his most vulnerable, and Jesus called Peter back to him. In the children's time today, I talked about how the world distorts our truths. But Jesus refocuses us. Jesus centers us on what is true. And this is exactly what Jesus does for Peter in this story. From the beginning of the Gospels until the very end, Jesus believed in Peter more than Peter believed in himself. Three times, Peter denied knowing Jesus. And three times, Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? Now, some scholars I read think that this is Jesus forgiving Peter, but I don't agree with that. Peter didn't deny Jesus or his teachings. Peter denied being a disciple. Peter's denials were about himself. He was just denying who he was. And Jesus didn't need to forgive him for that. Jesus just called him again. Jesus drew him back in, invited him again into the community of Christ. Again, Jesus says, Peter, I know you. You're important. In the invitation, Jesus also gives Peter his purpose, the work that Peter was to do for the rest of his life. Feed my sheep. Tend my sheep. Jesus says, feed my lambs. And I don't know what Peter was thinking in this moment. I have to believe that he felt a little ashamed, knowing what had come before. Did he believe truly that Jesus had important work for him to do that couldn't be done by anybody else? Or was that still hard for him to consider? Have you ever been told you're doing a wonderful job or you're the right person for this work and not truly believed it or thought, well, but if they only knew this thing about me, they might not think I was so great. Me too. And I'm sure Peter, this well-meaning but sometimes bumbling fisherman, was also wondering if Jesus really knew what he was talking about. Can a fisherman be called to tend people? Wouldn't he just say something wrong? But we know that Peter listened to Jesus and that he spent the rest of his life following what Jesus asked him to do. He listened to the call and he followed even if he wasn't very sure at the time. Jesus calls Peter back into belonging, and Jesus gives Peter his life's work and purpose. How is Jesus calling us to our belonging? How is Jesus calling us to our purpose? Because just like he believed in Peter, Jesus believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. Friends, 
Jesus knows us. Jesus knows the very deepest parts of us, our insecurities and our deepest shames and our quietest whispers of fear. Jesus knows the lies that we tell ourselves about who we are. Jesus knows how far away we have gotten from those deep down truths. Jesus knows us and he doesn't just tolerate us. He doesn't just sigh and say, well, I guess you can come along. No, Jesus delights in us. Jesus thinks we're adorable, we're hilarious, we're wonderful, we're beautiful, we're unique. We might screw up sometimes, and Jesus will always be there to welcome us back, to call us back into belonging, and to remind us of our unique purpose in this world. Because God is abundant. Jesus is abundant. Grace is spilling forth all the time for each one of us. The story of Jesus' resurrection is that of abundant grace and abundant purpose and abundant belonging. When the sadness is the deepest, in those hours of the night when you believe that morning will never come, when you drop your metaphorical net into the ocean again and again coming up empty, these are the very moments in which Jesus desires to give you his abundant grace and love. This is the resurrection story that we need, all of us. You belong in this family of God. You, just as you are, who you are deep down inside. You, the very inner you that may have been denied or judged or unloved, you belong. Jesus is calling you again and again and again, calling you to sit on the shore, warm up by the charcoal fire, and have breakfast prepared by your Savior. He's made the meal. Sit down and eat. <laughs>